thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, X, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, onto the show. The bar arcade has always kind of been a thing. There are a huge number of arcade bars popping up all over the country. It's this new meeting ground for people. They're doing gangbuster business. We've been busy, we've been trying to keep beer stocked. It's nuts. Being able to experience this piece of our childhood, the whole nostalgia aspects of it, they just go so well together. Come on in, play the games, and have a beer, have whiskey, my preference whiskey, but uh... <laughs> When I walked into my first arcade bar, I was just like almost in tears. I'm like, oh my God, someone gets me. You get to do something that you love and share it with a community that's incredibly supportive. 90s hip hop, beers and video games. You're doing good work. You can't have a business like this and not be passionate about it. Play the game with the owner of this place and he can destroy me. I might leave that in the Yelp review. Only in 2020, Stormy Daniels is coming in a reboot. Donald Trump's favorite character in Mario Kart was Toad. I'm triggered. I'm leaving. I was like, oh my god, this guy's got a wrestling too in this place. If you want to play, like maybe we'll wager like tonight's tab on it. Sweating. <laughs> the connection that goes beyond the physical game. If it wasn't for this place, I wouldn't be who I am today. I never thought it would become a spot where people love it as much as they do. We're just a friendly neighborhood arcade bar. Token Taverns! Boom shakalaka! Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 559. Available now on digital is Token Taverns, a documentary that explores the arcade bar scene in Florida, where a community of game lovers come together to play their favorite classic games and drink craft beer till their heart's content. A documentary that explores the power of nostalgia and the tenacity of small business owners in a post-COVID world, Token Taverns also marks the latest film from director Bob Rose, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Bob, thank you so very much for joining me today. It's great to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. It's really interesting when you reached out to me in regards to this documentary, just looking into the whole kind of arcade bar scene in America. It really is like a big burgeoning industry in Australia here as well. Um, the, the different arcade bars popping up all around. I'm just curious, though, when it comes to you as a filmmaker and a storyteller, what's, what is it with this type of entertainment in this, this business model that really spoke to you, that said to you, you know, I'm going to put my resources into telling this story and t- talking about these business owners because it is a, a really interesting uh, niche kind of like uh, market that's out there right now. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is my third film and I'm always looking for different topics to go on. But, you know, this is the first film where myself and my wife were part of the demographic. So we we already were going to arcade bars. Uh, You know, I'm a big craft beer lover. I have been for decades. And so part of what we would do when we travel was go to different craft beer places. Uh, And that was kind of like our see the local thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But then as soon as I started seeing arcade bars pop up and even here locally, the, the main one we would go to, uh, Lowry Parkade, you know, they, they've been here for quite some time and we're really early in on the whole craze. 
uh, we had already been going to, you know, our arcade bar, not regular, but quite often. But then I start seeing them pop up everywhere. Um, I love, uh, I'm, I've been a gamer since Atari, uh, but, you know, I do kind of sway more towards the retro games and I love beer. So it's the best of both worlds. You know, you get kind of get to check a lot of boxes. You know, you're, you're an arcade, you're a video game documentary, you're a beer documentary, and you're telling all these stories at the same time. So it was just became an enjoyable experience for us. And that's what's so important to me as an independent documentary filmmaker is I need to be passionate about the subject. I need to want to hang out there for a few years. And now even post the movie, I mean, we, we, we go all the time. I mean, you can see machines behind me right now. Uh, this is our, our world, whether we're making a film or not. So um, if, if it was time to shine a light and show the rest of the people who weren't aware uh, that arcades are here and they're back. And I think they might be here to stay this time. So there's a line in the movie that um, I wrote in my notes. It was um, given by Walter Day. And for those who don't know, Walter Day is the founder of um, Twin Galaxies. It's kind of like the the ultimate. And I pretty much think like the oldest kind of record keeping out there in regards to arcade game scores. He talks about the arcade spirit. And um, it's a really interesting term, the arcade spirit. And I think a lot of it to me has to come down to the communal experience. The perception when it comes to gamers and gaming is that it's an isolated kind of thing. People sit down in front of a box and they play for hours on then It's just them and the machine. But when it comes to, I think, especially arcade games and being in an arcade like, you know, tavern or an arcade kind of like a, um, a you know, palace or what, what have you, um, it's a much more communal thing. You know, you have a group of people hovering around the one machine. You're trying to beat each other's scores. You're making competitions. A lot of times you're making friends and you're making a community. So how important was it to make sure that you talked about that spirit and, and kind of break perceptions to exactly what a gamer is, especially in the context of arcade gaming? Yeah, I think the the whole uh, term gamer has really shifted and kind of evolved and changed quite a bit over the years. But my form of gaming, the one I always preferred, I mean, there is no better Street Fighter uh, game than than shoulder to shoulder in front of an arcade cabinet. Uh, it just does not get any better than that as far as a, a fighting game per se. And I think today's youth aren't even aware of that. You know, um, Street Fighter doesn't even come out in an arcade anymore. Neither does Mortal Kombat. You're playing at home. So it, it was important to me to not only show the history of that, because there is some areas where we're really getting into the history of it, but also to to show uh, maybe people who don't know about that communal experience. And, you know, I, I think a lot actually has tra transcribed while we were making the film a lot changed uh, because we did film through COVID that uh, a lot of people who normally would play games with a headset on everybody was ready to get out everybody was ready to uh, just get outside of the house games aside so when you could take them and then you put them in this arcade bar and now we're all playing games together uh, it, it really stuck. And I still see that we, we go to arcade bars every week uh, just for fun. And and the growth that has happened, even from the point when we started filming to now, is just constantly going up. And I think a lot of that is because today's youth uh, has now become aware of that communal experience, um, you know, because of COVID and, and because of these places being available 
Um, let's just get out of the house. Let's go have a few beers and let's play some games together. And, and it makes for a great time. It makes for a great date too. You know, we see that a lot too. Dates and people coming out for those first, second, third dates and they go to arcade bars. It gives them something to do besides awkwardly stand in front of a bar and try to figure out what to say to each other. Mm. I always find that the whole arcade bar experience is a very much like a passing of the torch generational kind of thing. Fathers and mothers, parents, uh, what have you, uncles, aunts, anything like that, who grew up during a time of like the peak kind of like arcade experience when they were kids, they're taking their nephews or their sons or daughters or to arcade places and showing them the ropes for of, of, of like a Pac-Man or a Street Fighter. Um, do you find that as well, that a lot of it is coming down to the older generation showing their young younger kin how to uh, go about, um, uh, you know, exploring the arcade realm? And uh, do you think that in doing so, maybe the, this younger generation will hopefully keep this uh, the arcade spirit uh, thriving for uh, another generation to come? Absolutely. I mean, that, that it, to me is one of the most important and crucial parts of, of just the arcade scene in general, arcade bar aside, um, because, you know, is, is the uh, passing the torch, is the generational pass down. I mean, uh, I, my first arcade memories were my dad going with me to play and he played with us in the arcade. He didn't drop us off. And, mm. and that still continues today. My dad was just here this weekend. He's in his seventies. And we were at Lowry Parkade, and he's always wrapped around Donkey Kong. That's his game. He's in the movie quite a few times as little cameos, and my son is as well. My son's a great example. He has been growing up in an arcade. There are kids today that are growing up inside arcades, and I'm not talking Dave and Buster's. I'm not talking any of that stuff. I'm talking yeah. old school, classic uh arcades with 80s 90s and maybe early 2000 games uh and and you know it's incredible to see um that okay and let's talk about pinball here i have this thing where i if you're at a brewery or something it's not an arcade but they have some pinball in there i'll watch little kids come by they can't pass that pinball machine and not touch it and not do something not try to interact with it it's just a natural thing it's a machine they get to physically grab it and play it. And um, I think as long as people kind of continue to try to put their kids in these places, because you know, these arcade bars for people that don't know, almost all of them during the day up until maybe seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, they're all super family friendly. Um, they're very family friendly. And, um, you know, take your kids out to these places because if they don't pick it up, when we're not here, it's all on them to keep this going on. Um, and there's not a, a huge amount of active arcade machines being made today. There are indie games and they're still making pinball on a small scale, but it's important for these games to stay alive and for the, the, the kind of communal experience to stay alive for this younger generation. Uh, and it is happening. I love to see more of it, um, but it is happening. And I think it's one of the most important parts of, of the whole arcade community. Do you see a comparison with kind of like the arcade experience with the cinema experience? And and what I mean by that is while there is the option to stay at home and play on a console or watch a movie on a Netflix or what have you, going out into actual shared space with other people and experience a form of entertainment is, to me, incredibly crucial, not only 
I think it's the best way to play or to watch or to experience these things. But just think being around people as well. I think it's a, a very important thing because, you know, I think COVID more than anything kind of showed us that while people can be grumpy with each other and while there's annoyances can be found with anyone, if it's needed. You need to have that kind of like, you need to be in a shared space with other people. And I think that it's really interesting how, how it, with arcade, you know, taverns opening everywhere and becoming popular, I'm hoping that um, more cinemas will, can pop up as well and become popular as well, because I think we need uh, more, you know, family-friendly, smaller cinemas as well. You can't just be the multiplexes, but need smaller cinemas for people to go into and check out indie films and maybe classic films as well. That's just an observation I have anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. I mean, I am a gamer, but I'm a filmmaker too. And the cinematic experience in a movie theater, in a cinema, is extremely important to me. I mean, myself, my son, my family, we go to the movies a lot. Uh, we go to the movies to see a film when you actually could even see it on streaming because that communal experience, I mean, I always say certain movies are 20 to 25% better. Certain movies, action movies, horror movies, comedies uh, mm. are 20 to 25% better in a movie theater than when you see it at home, especially at home by yourself. I mean, watch a comedy by yourself. It's not near as funny as when you're in a room full of people. Stand-up comedy is the same way. Um, and uh, I feel that that kind of is the same way with with gaming. Um, they do go hand in hand. It's a great observation. I mean, you know, me and my son were sitting here um, on Xbox the other day trying to find games that you could play together on the couch. And mm. today, a lot, most of the games are set up to where, okay, Matt, if you and I want to play together, okay, you need to go home and get your headset, and then we can link up and we can hang out. Right. And, and, and there is a, there's a place for that. And, and right. you can't beat some of these games that you're in there with, with 30 and 50 and 100 people. Um, but that couch co-op experience or that arcade experience, um, I mean, it's just something to be said for that. And especially in an arcade bar where you've got maybe some, some live music in the background, you're drinking your favorite uh, uh, beer or what drink or what have you. I mean, it really opens up that kid inside you even more with the environment, with the beer. I mean, it's just a combo that can't be beat as far as, in my opinion. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you love. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. So we're talking about a film also about small business owners. I mean, these arcade bars are small business. These aren't like big monopoly, um, kind of like conglomerate kind of things. Um, and the three bars that are of, of most focus in, in the documentaries um glitch bar reboot and vector how did you come about choosing those three places what was about those three places that really spoke to you as the three um arcade bars of choice for this documentary okay sure yeah so well it was very situational i mean okay so we had the three bars that are here in tampa i'm tampa i'm in tampa let's just call it tampa bay and that was 
um, Reboot, Vector, and, and Lowry Parkade. And then Glitch is down in Fort Lauderdale. Well, when we started filming, this was uh, late 2019, early 2020. I had all kinds of ideas of hitting the biggest uh, arcade bars in the country and just really getting around the country and traveling around and checking out these places out. And then COVID happened and we were just like everybody else, we were stranded at home. And at that point I had to make a decision on, on what kind of, what was I going to do? First off, I couldn't work on my normal day job. You know, I, I work in television. Nobody was doing anything. We were just consuming TV. We weren't making it. So um, at that point I was just too antsy and I had to go, I had to do something. So that's when I decided to make it more of a local based uh, movie. Like we, we definitely touch on glitch bar, but not quite as much because I didn't go back down in there. COVID had gotten worse and, and I just really kind of stuck around here in Tampa Bay. But that actually was one of the best things that could have happened for the film. Uh, because of that, I really told a more in-depth story of these three arcade bars. And uh, a week, me and my wife, we are the filmmaking crew. And we were there. I mean, we were there when they opened. We'd be there till they closed. And we were, that's all we were doing uh, for a long period of time. And because of that, you got to know the characters. You got a really more in-depth story. And it's all from that mom and pop shop standpoint, uh, meaning uh, I am glad looking back that we weren't jumping into some of the biggest uh, arcade bars or maybe franchise arcade bars because, um, you know, that mom and pop story, that small business story, that's something that we a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. And, and you, it does depend on this one person. The person who owns the place is open in the place. They're running the bar. They're fixing the machines. Um, to me, that's a much uh, more interesting story to tell. And they also have more uh, at stake as well. Uh, and, and as a filmmaker and as a narrative story, uh, that just makes for a better interesting story. So that's what kind of led to it. It was very situational, but it was, I think, one of the best things that could have happened to the film. You're not only getting to know the bar and the arcade bar owner, but now we're actually getting to know the bar flies. We're getting to know the patrons, the people who hang out there. And and they brought some of the biggest heart to, to the story. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a, a happy accident that it happened that way. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it went down. So when COVID hits, I mean, a documentarian, the thing about documentaries is as, as you as a filmmaker, me as a viewer, so you never know where things are going to go because, you know, life is as it is is unpredictable you never know where the where the wind's going to change anytime so when COVID hits um the aim of the game at that point if you're a filmmaker or if you're a small business owner especially in regards to the people in your documentary is innovation you have to cut you have to try to keep the the fire burning somehow and there were some really kind of innovative ways of which some of the uh, people in, in documentary did so, you know, printing out arcade machines. So then later on, um, opening up a restaurant because there was like, there were these kind of, like here in Australia, there's all these kind of silly rules in regards to where you can eat at this place, but you can't uh, do that at that place. You can stand here, but you can't sing there. You have to do sort of kind of, all kind of weird stuff. When it comes to the the, the impact that COVID had on, on small business owners, um, when it comes to that innovation part of it, um, were you at all um, impressed with the way that uh, some of the IDs that some of these owners kind of came up with? Because I got to say myself, I mean, 
the whole kind of like renting out uh, arcade machines kind of aspect of it, I thought, you know, that was really smart. And also the, the craft beer aspect of, it, of of like, you know, delivering craft beers to people's homes and such. I, was, I think around that time, the service industry really turned into this really kind of um, right, um, uh, the whole delivery aspect of it for of all, all sorts of stuff is something that's popped up everywhere. And to me, it's really impressive how people can put their pinky caps up and, Pinky caps on and look at a situation and say, okay, we can't do this, but we can do that. And I think through that should be enough to, to keep us afloat until this whole COVID thing is over with. Yeah, I mean, I think the key word for for 2020 uh, for everybody, but definitely in the story and for us as filmmakers was pivot. You have mm. to pivot. You have to be able to adjust to survive. And, and that was super interesting. I mean, um, and you know, some of the, the people that that did start to open up as a restaurant by serving hot pockets and whatnot but getting a food license i mean that started the chain reaction here in tampa bay where all, all, all the bars were doing that you know let's keep in mind this is an arcade bar this is an arcade documentary this arcade bar so there's a huge hospitality aspect to it and i do think that anyone that's worked in the service industry bars anything like that is going to have a, a they're really going to relate to this especially if they went through that during covid um that that survival of the fittest thing you know uh this isn't a necessity business they don't have to be open um but i think we all can tell from looking back how important that is to the to the soul to the psyche so yeah it was really interesting to see it i mean look even as a filmmaker we had, you know, uh, we were wanting to film at a time where everything was still completely closed. I'm, I'm, I'm touching base with Parquet. They're not really ready to do anything, you know. Um, they, they're not even open yet. So we kind of pivoted a little bit as well. When you see him delivering that arcade machine, or you see a pinball being delivered in the movie, that's my house. I actually rented a pinball machine um, so that we first off could play it. But second, mainly, is to have something to film. It was one of the first things we filmed from the COVID switch was us. Because if you come to my house and I, I rented it, I can film. I can film in my house. And, uh, and that was just a little small example of how you just definitely had to constantly pivot. But I think coming out of that, I still see so many innovative ways that these arcade bars have continued to do that. I mean one of the most of the places that started just kind of serving food or hot dogs or whatever they do have restaurants at their place now and they you know glitch parquet they wouldn't have if it wasn't for that so um and that's a good positive spin right to the covid thing and myself included is that the the coming out of it from the other side there are these some new opportunities Everybody looks at the doom and gloom, but, you know, there are new opportunities that open up for people post-COVID. I've been a uh, at-home, remote, reality, documentary, TV editor since 2020, uh, where I have been out of work with it for a while because I'm not local. I live in Tampa, and now I'm local everywhere, and I'm starting another show at the end of the month. So it, it's... It's it's an interesting thing and it's a cool and positive thing at the same time, um, and I think that's what this film kind of does too. Is uh, yeah, we definitely have an antagonist with COVID, but now we're looking back a few years later 
with I don't want to say nostalgia, but you can look at it a little bit differently now that we're not masked up and and coming out that other side, it makes you have another level of appreciation for the freedoms that we do have. And it definitely makes you want to go out and go to the pub or go to the arcade bar and share a beer with your friend. Well, I would would recommend people do do that. And I recommend people do check out Token Taverns as well, available now on digital. So, Bob, what we're talking about here, Amazon Prime Video, um, we've got um, YouTube movies, have it, uh, Google as well. Where else can people check out the... Uh, the yeah, those, Google Play, it's, um, it's also on a, a Vimeo On Demand. I mean, we are on all social platforms at Token Taverns. So definitely follow us because we're also doing all kinds of fun stuff. I'm finishing up the Blu-ray. We're doing a, a VHS release. I've got a nice. VCR right back here. I'm making VHSs in 2023. Crazy. So definitely follow us because we're not going anywhere. And uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, doing new cool stuff for a while. And I'm even looking into uh, Token Taverns, the series. So uh, we're, this is our space. We're here to stay. We want you to come play with us. Excellent. And for everyone out there listening, I do highly recommend you check out Token Tavern and afterwards find that arcade bar with you. Take your family, take your friends, have some fun because it's a really cool way to really enjoy your time with people and have some real fun. And uh, Bob Rose, just thank you so much for your time. Best, best of luck with the film's uh, release. It's out now. And um, yeah, if you get that series up and running, I'd love to know more about it. I think there's so much to explore in this space and, and how different places and perhaps even different countries go about doing the arcade bar experience. So Yeah, that's next, right? We need to take this overseas. <laughs> absolutely. Because you're in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, man. <laughs> I love it.